talking about how God is in the details of life. Um, I, I wish I had something. I don't have anything here. I, you, know, you know, life a lot of times is like a piece, like a, like a puzzle. You ever, like, uh, my, my one daughter, Sierra, she, she loves puzzles, and she's always working on one, it seems like, in her room, you know? And all of a sudden, she'll, she'll just dump all those things out on the floor, and then it's just a pile. It's just a mess. And sometimes, I, I don't have a whole lot of patience with that. I you know you guys can't imagine that. I don't have a whole lot of patience with that, but... And you get frustrated trying to fit those pieces together. And when you take that one piece, you can't figure out what the rest of the thing's supposed to look like. You know what I mean? And you're trying to figure it out and, it, and, and trying to figure what fits where and how things go. Well, our lives are a lot like that sometimes, aren't they? It's like taking these little pieces and trying to put them things together and trying to make things work. And you become frustrated because you're trying to see. The, you, you can only see that one little piece of the puzzle at a time. You know, if I, if I had a, a little jigsaw puzzle, if I just showed you the, like the one little piece, you guys go, what is that? I don't know what the rest of the picture looks like. In our lives, sometimes we're trying to figure out what the rest of the picture looks like, and all we have is a little puzzle piece. That's it. That's all we can see at the moment is what's going on right now, this little thing. That was a weird noise came out of my mouth, wasn't it? Now suddenly I wish we had that old dilapidated sound system in. Thanksgiving, that's all I've got to say. Um, and trying to put those pieces together. You know, sometimes uh, we try, we, 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 life throws things at us that are, that are kind of like optical illusions. We think things are certain ways and we really can't see the whole picture. And so maybe something like, are we there? No, we're not there yet. Don't do that yet. Here's where we've gone. Here's where we've been going. Psalm 37, 23 says this. The steps of the godly are ordered of the Lord. He takes delight in every detail of their lives. All those puzzle pieces. Though they stumble, they will not fall, for the Lord will uphold them with his right hand. Oh, you got that? That's what we've sprung board off of this. God's got the details. He's got the puzzle pieces. He's got it figured out. He will make a way for us. He will help us. To, he, he takes the light in putting those pieces together. And then on top of that, I'm trying not to get close to those speakers, because if I do, you guys will really hate me. I'm talking about noise. And then um, we also talked last week about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. I can't remember off the top of my head. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. We talked last week about knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. You remember that? That word showing you what path to make, it, it can talk about the alleviation of obstacles. It can talk about making a smooth path for you. It can, it can mean all those things. But the biggest emphasis it means is to bring you to more. How, how, do, these, how do you say that? The commentator said this. He said, I, I hate him. I hate him. I'm misquote it. He says, or perhaps better, bringing one, bringing one to the appointed goal. Okay, there is an appointment for each of us. There is an appointment. All of us, man, we're, we rejoice today because, man, sometimes you go, you have to do funerals and you're not sure of things, man. I've been in plenty of them situations already, and well, those are not fun. But there's something about knowing the eternal destination, the appointed goal somebody has achieved that makes, makes it just, wow. I mean, with punch, sit with punch Wednesday night, man, it was, oh, Talking about heaven and trying to get a glimpse of what, because Punch told me a week ago, 
He said, brother, when you've seen it, and he's, oh, Jesus, you're so, he just starts screaming, oh, Jesus, you're so beautiful. And this nerd, this lady's in here cleaning the floor, mopping the floors we're in there. And she's like, go have at it, man. He's telling the truth, you know. And it was awesome. We all have an appointed goal, but listen, it's not just about heaven, which is the ultimate appointed goal. All of us have appointments yet to be lived out right here on this side. There are appointments we are to get to. There are places we are to, 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 to be destined to achieve, places we're destined to get, away, get, get around to. And you know what? All the time, it just seems like we're striving to get there. And sometimes we try to take that one puzzle piece we got for us right now and go, I don't know how this fits. I can't really tell what it is. And life, we'll think life's going one direction and think we got it figured out. And then all of a sudden this optical illusion pops up in front of us. That's not really what it, I don't remember it's supposed to look like this. Maybe something like this right here. Can any of you make out what that is? Huh? It is a guy playing a saxophone, but it's also, what did somebody say over here? It's a woman's face. It's both. How about this one? Who, what, what is that? Huh? It's an old man. It's also two people kissing. I don't know if you can see that or not. Right here in the middle, where his nose is, there are two people kissing right smack in the, the middle there. How about, how about this next thing? What's this next thing? What is that? Some of you think, like, dude, that's my life. What is, what is that? What, what is what? What is what? What is that, guys? What is what is that? That's a cow. How many of you saw the cow before the blue line appeared? Huh? That's a bunch of bulls. That's a bunch of bull. Somebody said. <laughs> I don't know. You can see. Can you see his nose down here and his ears? You see that kind of? It's like a, it's like a Holstein. You see that? Nose, ears, Mickey Mouse. I don't know. Oh yeah. See the lights are going on, aren't they? Huh? See sometimes we think our our, our getting to our appointed destination it is going to look a certain way. And we think we got the picture in our mind, the image of what that's going to be. And we got, but you know what happens in the middle of us getting there? Life. Life happens on us getting there. We got that destination, and it's out pointed out there. And God, we can take great delight in understanding God orders the details of our lives. We can take great delight in knowing that He has got a, a path He wants us to take. But if we start walking on that path, somehow we've gotten the idea that, man, when, when God's in it, things just happen good, man. And it does. But we also ask God for the miraculous to take place in our lives. And the problem with the miraculous is this. You have to have a problem for a miracle to take place. And then the problem shows up. We're like, oh, crud. I want you to do great things in my life, Jesus. But this was not, I don't, uh, you're hearing me. And so in, in, in the book of Romans, we're going to bounce off. We're talking about when the details and difficulties coincide with one another. When part of the detail of life 
means that there's difficulty attached to it. It was kind of amazing. I talked to Jim and Mary Brown last week. The week before Jim's mom died, several pieces of their puzzle began to come together. Some things happened. Mary's been going to school. She got a scholarship that she didn't even know she was eligible for. Just get dropped in her lap. Suddenly some things at work are going to take place where Jim is going to be looking at a change of, possibly a change of schedule and, and some, some responsibility. I mean, it's really good and everything's going really good. And then simultaneously, blam, something out of left field just, bah! You ever been there? It's funny how simultaneously, uh, it was kind of crazy. If you, we, 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 I, listen to this. You want to hear some good stuff? In a span of just a few days, we, have, we had six people come to Christ just in a matter of just a few, time, a few days here. Either because of a service, because of an appointment, because of people being at the right place at the right time, because of Patrick talking to his son. Brownie, this past Tuesday, is working at the food bank. He's this proof. He and Nancy, she's working in the office. He's working the boxes. And sometimes it gets kind of hairy. I mean, it gets kind of busy. People, there's a lot of people coming. And going. At just the right time, talk about let's talk about details. At just the right time, Brownie's talking to this lady. They start talking about church. She begins to well up with tears. There's nobody else coming and going. And for a few minutes, Brownie got to talk to her about the Lord, and she accepts Christ right back there in the kitchen in the food bank. You know why I say that? Because simultaneously, there have been other things that have gone on in my life. We've got my grandma, got things going on here in the ministry. Things are, things are changing. There's some things I can't do anything about. There's things, but at the same time, there's just like this anticipation. Because I mean, man, we've got some things going on. Yeah. Woo, you know? And you kind of, wow. You know, you, you think about the, 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 like Christy and Brian giving their heart to Christ at just the right point, at just the right time. Think about Patrick. I, I, went, to, I went to go see my grandma that Monday because I, I was kind of on a wild goose chase. We were heard that Grandma was going to make it that night and got there. By the time anybody found out it was, that, that she was in a dire straits, the, the, the situation was over. And so I ran to the hospital. Then find out Tim's in the shape he's in. Call Patrick. It was just one of those divine, where, where I thought the details were kind of messed up. I'm like, okay, I've wasted the whole day. I've got to come. And then find out that my grandma's here on the fourth floor. Tim's on the fifth floor. Go see Tim. Back and forth. Boom. And just right. Patrick turns up. Bam. And Patrick said he, he, he had to urge Tim. You know, I got kind of, kind of got with him. Here's what you know. When, when Patrick walked into the room, him and him made contact. Immediately, Tim's chin starts to quiver. He said, do you want to, you want to pray? And he closed his eyes and tears start streaming on his face. Tim, I want to be sure you're ready. I mean, it was awesome. I did, top 10, top 10 spiritual ones in my life for sure. Just being, I didn't get to lead the guy to the Lord or nothing. I just, I just said, got to be close. That was it. It was awesome. And here, Patrick, he said, are you ready to go? You're not going to make it, are you, Tim? He goes, are you scared? He goes, and Tim just points up to heaven, laying there in the bed. And it was just, ah, man, that, you know, it's, that's better than those MasterCard commercials. You know, they've they, they done the list, you know what I mean? Price for the ticket, blah, 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 the food, blah, blah. Getting to spend an afternoon with your buddy who's going his way to heaven, priceless. You know what I mean? It's just, you can't, you can't get that. But at the same time, I'm just telling you, there's, there's, there are things that have happened that are just like, all that good stuff is going on and simultaneously difficulty is just, bam, just coming. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. You're like, okay, when it's going to stop? I don't know. I don't care if it stops or not. I was reading, Rachel and I were reading, I'm kind of off track. Who cares? I was kind of reading the other day. I was reading about Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul is writing and he's committing. That's not in my notes, so you guys can maybe write me a note of that because it's not there. 
Dude, it's not on the paper. Forget the paper for a minute. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul is, is writing. He's adding affirmation about the ministry God's given him. It's crazy. My, my wife and I sat there and looked at it one, one evening. We lay in bed together. And, I, and, and I'm like, look, look at this. And you'd think you're writing a, building a ministry resume. You put, you know, went to this town, 1,500 people gave their hearts to Christ. Went over here, built three churches, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know what he said? He, got, he starts, he said, here's how we commend ourselves as ministers of Christ. And he begins to list every difficulty they have been through. Talks nothing about the accomplishments that they made. Talks nothing about the goals they've accomplished. Talks nothing. His, his criteria for having been a good minister of Christ is, listen, this is all the tough stuff we've been through, and we're still preaching the gospel. That's what he said. I, I said to him, I went, ah. You know what I mean? It's backwards because us, we put, hey, man, we did this, we did that, we got that accomplishment, we preached the gospel. And he was just like, Shh, no, listen, we're still at it after all this time. That's what he said. And so listen, you following the plan and purpose for God, the details of your life does not mean it's going to be smooth or easy, but it does mean it will be fulfilling, it will be satisfying, and it will be bringing you to an appointed destination where the kingdom of God will expand both in your heart and in the world around you, and that's what makes it all worth it. You hear me? When I say God's going to work out the details, I do not mean it's going to be a cakewalk. And I do not mean it's going to be super easy. And I don't want to, I don't want to sell you something that's not true. In, Proverbs, in Romans chapter 8, Paul begins to talk about the, everything around him suffering. The creation suffers and it groans. He talked about all this. And he's talking about, he said, but it's working for us a greater thing, he says. Sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought to pray. We're in the middle of all this stuff. But the Holy Spirit himself makes, makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered, he talks about. And then he makes a statement that is crazy. He says, and we know, verse 28, he's talking about suffering. He's encouraged himself more, much like David did at Ziklag. Get the tape from next week or last week. Next week. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Maybe I'm going to be preaching that next week too. I don't know. Um. From last week, go a little away. David at Ziklag strengthens himself in the Lord. Things weren't good. He was trying to become the king. God had given him a destination to achieve. And all the floor fell out on him. And he's lost his wife. He's going to run for his life. Everything's going great. His two wives, actually. Children were gone, destroyed. His men are mutinizing around him, ready to stone him. He's like, oh, the Bible says he strengthened him. He encouraged himself and the Lord. He said, God, what do you want us to do? And God said, go chase after those guys. Get your, get, get your fight. And he restored everything. Wasn't easy. Didn't come without a battle. Didn't come without a fight. And here's Paul saying, listen, we're, everything's crazy around us. It doesn't make sense sometimes, but it is growing for us a greater thing. Romans 8, 28. Are you guys with me? And we know. That God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that, so that his son would be the first more, born among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And loving, and having given them right standing, he gave them his glory and that sounds awesome but what we got to understand is it paul was talking about the suffering of life a little while later in this passage he'll talk and we'll talk about it he's talking about how nothing can separate us from the love of god how did this how did the difficulty add up the difficulty adds up because we are not of this planet 
This planet is suffering. It is cursed. It is messed up. And so part of the package of being a human, saved or unsaved, the Bible says in Proverbs, the rain falls on the just and on the unjust. And so I'm talking about God working out the details of your life. Listen to me. I am not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be fun all the time. I am not saying that everything's just going to come together. Woo, everything. And bells and whistles and happy and jumping and screaming. Although God will give you those moments. Part of the package is almost as like simultaneously when good things happen, bad things are right on their heels. You ever notice that? That's just the way life is. I want to get, I'd like to get into one of those momentum things where it's just good thing after another, but I've been around long enough now to figure out that it doesn't happen. Usually good things and bad things kind of work hand in hand together somehow. Paul says, and we know. This word here means to, to, to have perceived. You know what this means? Paul's just not talking theological goobly-gook here. What he's saying is, I have been around long enough to figure this part out. I have perceived this through my life experience and, 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 and adding that up next to the word of God. This is what I know. I have looked at it. I understand it. I have got, gotten it together. I have to have seen or perceived. Paul is saying, listen. I have walked this walk with Jesus now for some time. I have I've observed certain things about the kingdom and how it works. I've searched through the scriptures. I have walked through and I have applied these principles. And I can tell you right now without a shadow of a doubt, I know. And we know. He is making an emphatic statement. This is not just theory. This is not just philosophy. This is something down deep on the inside of Paul that says this is the, this is the truth. He says, and we know that all things, all things work together. This word work together is a Greek word, sunagero, sunagero. That's where we get our English word, synergy. Synergy is when something begins to work in in coexistence with something else. And it creates momentum. And it begins to rotate and revolve and move. And it begins to gain steam. He says, all things work together. And it begins to generate this motor. My friend Jim is, is, a, is a pretty decent mechanical guy. To get that engine to work, you've got to have the actual hardware of the engine. You've got to have some fuel. You know what comes along with it? Fire. Burning, heat, pressure. And then that thing begins to move. And all those things begin to work together to create a momentum for that thing to go. Our lives are like that. We, are, we have the hardware. We have a life. God adds fuel to it by adding his word and his spirit to our lives. And then there's pressure and things that are added that get us moving. In the, you know how you are. Without some pressure, sometimes you won't do the right thing even if it's easy to do. You know what I mean? Without, sometimes without a motivation of some kind, you kind of, if you're like me, sometimes you'll kick back. Things are going pretty good. I think I'll take a rest right now and pop up the recliner. Okay, I can take it easy. But the minute pressure or difficulty comes, all of a sudden you mean business, don't you? Huh? It's kind of like the Buckeyes. I think they just need like that first half kind of like, okay, let's, let, let's add some pressure to the equation and make this really interesting before we get things rolling. You know what I mean? 
Need a little extra oomph to get it going. You know, Penn State scared him a couple weeks ago. Iowa was a little bit intense last week. And then the first couple of series with the Nard Robinson, I thought, oh, boy, this might be a long afternoon. And just adding that extra point of pressure, I went, okay, now we have to play. And sometimes we as followers of Christ need that, okay, now we have to play. Am I right? Some of you won't even turn to Christ unless pressure is applied. That's what we're talking about with Tim. He didn't have a long time. He had five days as far as I can count, almost a week. About a week. He had about seven days where he had just got to walk with Jesus on this planet. Not a whole lot of time. He didn't get to walk. He sat, he sat, he sat in a hospital bed the entire time he was in, walking with Jesus. But the, the, the forces were applied and things changed. What do we work together? Listen, it is the good plus the bad. That equals all. If you wanna, wanna, some of you guys are like chemists and, and need equations and you know, facts and figures, there you go. Good plus bad equals all. Most of us are going to go, hey, the good stuff, let's get that working. Woo! What about the bad, what happens when the bad stuff shows up? Well, it takes that somehow in our lives, it takes that working together of the good with the bad that creates the synergy that's necessary for us to become what we're supposed to become. God has a destinated appointment for us, a destinated appointment is that a good English? I don't know. Destined appointment for us. And the thing that brings us to that place is that energy, that synergy that's created as things work together. I am not what I was, but I'm not what I will be. In the middle of that, it's the good plus the bad. It's the ugly, the beautiful, all that stuff kind of slung in together that begins to generate. Zoom, 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 zoom. And I, you know, if you guys are like me, I, I, I like roller coasters but I hate those roundy, roundy things. You know what I'm talking about? Let's just see if we can make everybody throw up. That's like a great idea. You know what I mean? That stuff gets to working, and it gets you nowhere fast. You know what I mean? I like the roller coaster because I feel like I'm headed someplace. It's a blast. It's uphill. It's up there. But it, you know what? It, take, it takes an uphill climb to give you the momentum to get back to where you need to be. And most of the time, we don't want to climb the uphill, you know, riding the beast. Without that of life, no momentum can be generated. It takes that climb. It takes that effort. It takes that, it takes that bad moment of anticipation of what's going to happen next to get us focused on the right thing so we can get where we need to go. Synergy, it's working together. Sometimes some of us just feel like our life is out of control. You know what's amazing? Here in a little bit, Paul, Paul will quote Psalm 44, 22. You know what, you know what David says there? David says these words. But for your sake, we are killed every day and are being slaughtered like sheep. Sound like Paul and David was expecting some difficulty. But most of the time we're trying not to, we don't want to talk about that. Oh, Aaron, preach something good like tomorrow the sun's going to come up tomorrow. But your bottom dollar. Now you guys know why I'm not singing the Christmas musical. And Athena says, thank the Lord. But we, 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 we want those kinds of things. But listen, my, 
we need to be prepared because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. There will be good things. Jesus will walk with you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He never leaves you high and dry. He promises us he'll be right there with us. But he never says that I won't let nothing bad happen. You, you, can't, you can't find that. If, you can, if somebody can find that scripture reference, would you please give it to me? I'd like to just, I'm going to post that everywhere at my house. You know what I mean? I can't find that. I can't find that Jesus says, in this world you'll have tribulation. I don't know that. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's going to happen, but I've come to you and I have life. Some of you are wondering where life is. Life is found in the person of Christ. If your life is destroyed and messed up, turn to Christ. Help you sort through all that darkness and that evilness, and he'll help you find that path to walk in. It won't be super easy, but will be super fulfilling. It will be super, and it will be super because you know what? Heaven lies at the end of it. Oh, my. I... But Paul said not to be earthly minded because earthly mindedness is death. Not to be carnally minded, it's death. But to be heavenly minded is life. Paul wrote those words. How could Paul go through all the garbage he went through? Because his focus was not here. His focus was there. And he could know that all things were for the good. Why? Because he is not stuck here. He is stuck there. Why could Punch, ailing as he was, keep crying and worse? He said, oh, you're so beautiful. And he's looking up at heaven. There's nobody around but me and him. Why could he say that? Because his focus wasn't here on the bed and the tubes and the equipment and the, the catheter and all those things. And then the front of his, his. Heaven waits for us. God waits for us. The question is, what are we going to do in the meantime, Right? The purpose of things working together is that we might become like Christ. The reason pressure is applied, the reason opposition comes, the reason God allows certain certain things to happen that are difficult for us, because his destination for us is not just heaven. His destination for us is to become like his son. I was reading a a blog Rachel subscribed to, like a a pastor's wife deal thing. And, and uh, I, some of you kids who are in youth ministry remember me saying this. God's not interested in you doing. He's interested in you being. He wants you to be like himself. And once you be like him and start the process of becoming like him, the doors are open for you to do stuff. I promise. You get concentrated on, on becoming like him and walking with him and hearing his voice and him becoming everything. That's what these things are working together for us with is to bring us to the destination of becoming like him. Most of us are like kids unless, you know, my kids, I got some great kids. They're wonderful children, I promise. But like all the rest of us, they got issues. And sometimes I have to apply pressure to help them understand how life is supposed to be. And more than that, more trying to help them be what they're supposed to be. I don't care if all my kids want to do the rest of their life. It's fries at McDonald's. If God's called them to be there and they can be like him there, and that's what he wants, then bless God, I'm going to help them be the best Jesus French fry fryer they can possibly be. Aaron, you're nuts. That's all you want for you? No, that's not all I want for my kids. But I'm telling you, if God's got a destination for them, I'm just going to have them get there. And it makes no difference what it is. 
The Holy Spirit in me is working in me to bring it to a place maybe that I have not really thought of and maybe that I've not really considered all the way yet, but he's working in me to help me get there. And I'm trying to figure it out. And sometimes he reprimands me and sometimes he, 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 he allows circumstances to follow that cause me to have to consider where I am and where I'm going and who I am and could I, uh, should I do this differently and wow, what is going on? And just like I'm applying pressure to my kids at times to help them become like Christ, the Holy Spirit is working through circumstance and situations in my life. He's making intercession for me with groanings that cannot be uttered. He is working with the circumstance. He is working with the problem. He is working with the difficulty. He is working in it and around it and through it. He is going to bring me to a place where I am like the person of Christ. What are the prerequisites for that to happen? There are just two, near as I can read them here. That you love God. That you love him. And that you recognize there's a calling according to his purpose, not your own purpose. There are things about my life right now that if I had followed my purpose, things would be a whole lot different. That's just the truth. I would be Josh McDowell dressed in red and white Tommy Hilfiger stuff at 65 years old with a bunch of teenagers around me. That's what I would have been. I had every intention of being that. That's my wife. I, t- I, t- I want to be like Josh. Ever seeing him one time in a foyer of a church, and he's just a 65-year-old dude, man, gray hair, the whole nine yards, red and white, Tommy Hilfiger stuff on, jumpsuit-like thing, 25, I don't know, 30 kids just trying to get close and talk to him, and I thought, dude, that would be so stinking sweet. If I could stay like that, for that, and I, I just don't have that. I just, I'm done with that. I don't know. I would have. That would have been my purpose for sure. You know what I mean? But it's not about my purpose for me. It's about his purpose for me. When I lock in that I love him, and I want his purpose more than I want any other purpose, I want to be what he wants, not what I want. When I realize that my love for him has superseded every other love of my life, and so therefore I will become what he wants me to become. I will do what he wants me to do. I will walk according to his plan and his purpose. Then suddenly that synergy thing begins to work together. And that that steam engine, that choo-choo goes, you guys didn't know I could be a mime, did you? You see what I'm saying? The prerequisites are love and purpose. The predestination is to be like his son. We've got to know. We've got to understand that things are working together. And we've got to love, walk according to his, love him and walk according to his purpose. And we've got to realize our destination truly is heaven. Because you know what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13? For one day we shall see him. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So even when I say that, I'm talking about heaven. That's the ultimate destination. We shall, see, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Even when I'm talking about becoming like Christ, the ultimate destination in that is to stand before him. Because that means I have made it. That means I have walked the path. I stood, I, Bruce and I were talking last night uh, about Punch's services on, on Monday. And, and Don, I, Don and Bruce were there earlier in the evening. I was there later in the evening. And Don said, I just, kept, I just kept saying, you have finished your race. You have completed your course. 
who have kept the faith. And I'll bet you, I'll bet 15 times while I was there with Punch Tuesday, Wednesday evening, I'll bet I said that over and over and over. That is it for all of us. To be able to stand before Jesus, knowing we have kept the faith, knowing that we have been, we have achieved the goal, knowing that we have become what he wanted us to become. You know, I'm going to get to this next part. I'm going to talk about synergy. Look at the life of Joseph. Bad things and good things working together to bring him to the place that he could be what God had preordained for him to walk in. Bad things and good things worked together. Genesis 37 Genesis 42, you'll see an amazing thing where God lays out a plan and a purpose and everything looks good and great until life happens. And then family gets amped up, things get crazy, blam, things begin to go on. I mean, it, it, it's nuts so. I'm not even going to try and read the whole thing. I'm not going to try and go there. But he, he's given the plan, he's given the destiny, he's given the purpose, and then at that moment, just like David, things collapse around him. But he keeps the faith and he keeps the focus and he remains true to his God and true to his destination and true to to, to the calling on his life. And in spite of being wrongfully accused, in spite of being betrayed by people who are supposed to love him and care for him, in spite, he kept looking forward and saying, I know God's got better for me. I'm going to work through this difficulty. I'm going to work through this problem. And you know what happens? The very things that were the most difficult and ugly and heinous that happened in Joseph's life are the very things that put him in the place where he could save the people who had done him wrong all that should just grab a hold of our hearts what bad things are happening to you right now what difficulty are you facing those things are probably the things that will bring the most harm to the kingdom of darkness and the most growth of the kingdom of god if you'll just hang in there and keep your faith and keep your focus and not get caught up that things are bad because things will be bad we can't get away from it Are you hearing me? All things are working together for the good. They are. If you're walking according to his purpose. If you're loving him with all of your heart. If. Remember we keep going back to that. The godly thing. Back in Psalm 37, 23. The steps of the right. The steps of the godly are ordered of the Lord. That's the, free, the prerequisite. That's the beginning of it. Are you hearing me? Acknowledging him in all of our ways is the, door, is the key to unlocks the door to figuring out the path. Seeking his will in all that we do is the thing that opens it up. That's, that, that's, that's where we go. Talk about optical illusions a little bit ago. Go to that next slide. May take a minute to catch up. Who? What, what, what is being formed in you? What is being formed or who is being formed in you? What is that? Can you tell what that is? It's the face of Christ. Well, have you noticed there's black and there's white, there's good and there's bad, there's light and there's darkness, there's all that comprises the face of Jesus.
that synergetic thing going on where the two things are working together. If I remove the, the, the darkness from that picture, you know what? You can't see him. If I would have Thomas remove all the black color from that font and stuff, he would still be there, but you couldn't see him. It's in that dark room of life where the picture of Christ, the image of Christ, is developed in our life. What's being formed in you? What's growing in you? Are you loving your life or are you loving Christ? Are you walking according to your purpose or are you walking according to His? Romans 8.35, Paul writes these words. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Listen to these next lines because you've asked these questions before. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or are destitute or in danger or threatened with death? You've asked that question. Some of you have asked that question. God, where are you? Do you still love me? I got problems. I got issues. I got struggles. I got difficulty. Things are bad. Things are. Paul says, can any, can, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Then Paul says these words, no. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. No, despite. It doesn't say they'll never show up. Despite them, we are more than overcome. We are overwhelming conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. He says, he, remember he said, we know back in verse 28. Listen to this verse. And I am convinced... That sounds pretty emphatic, doesn't it? I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither life nor death. Neither angels nor demons. Neither fears for our, for our today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever, 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 will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Woo! Despite all these things, despite all these problems, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4.16, I want to leave you with this thought. Listen to this. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying and our spirits, and our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles... Our present troubles are small, and they won't last long. Everybody say amen. I heard a preacher say one time, it didn't come to stay, it came to pass. Are you hearing me? It didn't come to stay, it came for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever forming the character of christ that we shall see him we'll be like him for we'll see him as he is and so we don't look at the troubles 
We can see, rather we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For these things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see now with these earthly eyes will last forever. I don't know. We, talk, we, we sang a song a little bit ago about the mountain. What is, how does that go? Every day. Your love is higher than the mountain. Right? Your grace is bigger than the sea. Deeper than the sea. Deeper than a discouragement. The darkness around you. It's higher than the mountain that stands in front of you. It's bigger than everything else in life. Jesus. Won't you come, Zach? Can you play that song? Possibly? Can you try? Can you sing along with him? Yeah, either of you. Somebody. I want you to stand up with me. They're coming. I'm going to... We always give you a chance to respond. Listen, difficulties... If, I, if I'd have a raise of hands, I'll bet you 95% of you would say, I've had some kind of difficulty this week. I got two hands back in the back row like, yep. Can I, can I raise a foot too? One thing you need to know, those things are working for you in the person of Christ. Those things are happening so that the character of him might be formed in you. They're not just there to create aggravation. I want to ask leaders to come. We're going to sing this song. You've got a difficulty. You've got an issue. You want to bring something to the altar before Jesus. You've got something that's, that's that big. You need to be, you need to be re- reminded that day after day, the love for Jesus remains. You need to be reminded day after day. We need to sing together and pray together. Are you with me? Let's sing. Raise your hands. You've got a difficulty. You need prayer. Come forward. If you didn't know Christ while we're singing, come forward and let us lead you to a personal relationship with him. Is deep. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me say this as they're playing and singing. The, the way to start that synergy from uh, working in your life is to first come to Christ. You can f- and expose yourself to His grace. Day after day, your love for me remains. Your mercy never ceases to amaze me. Listen, whatever you're going through, if you don't know Christ today, you need to know he loves you. 
that he died for you, that your sin does separate you from him, but he opens his arms wide and says, if you embrace me, we'll, we'll take care of that sin issue and we'll get things on track and I will make sure that your feet are solidly stabilized so you can walk the rest of this path all the way to the kingdom of heaven and you can have eternity to look forward to and heaven and, a, and, and fellowship with me and my father and all the rest of you, all the rest of your existence, all the rest of your life, and all the rest of your eternity. He says that to you right here, right now. If you know Christ and you've got issues going on, maybe you've not submitted yourself to that synergetic working of things together, the good and the bad. You've tried to just capitalize on the good and not ever consider the bad, trying to avoid those things. And God's saying today, come face me in the middle of that. Come to me in the middle of that. Let me take that mountain and let's walk it together and you'll find that I will evaporate it by the power of my glory. You won't even realize we've climbed it. You won't even realize that, it, that, that you've overcome it. We'll just be together in that. We'll see that d- d- depression of that dark sea around you and you'll find that my mercy is deeper than all of it and i'll help you swim across that thing and we'll evaporate that thing together listen whatever's facing you right now as we face all some of you are going to be contending with the loss of loved ones and all those you know how you're going to get through it listen today turn to christ let him take these things and work together to form his image in you and let you see his power and his strength at work do that let us pray with you. Let's sing one more time and give you a chance to respond, and then we'll, we'll dismiss and send you on your way.